I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 168 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have a very special guest to bring you guys today. He is a legend in the skateboarding world. There cannot be a serious conversation about the X Games without him. Tony Hawk will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And I understand that having a superstar like Tony Hawk on the podcast means that many of you are tuning in for the first time. He has got a tremendous amount of loyal fans. So I would like to take this opportunity to welcome all of the first-time listeners and reiterate my message about what this podcast is all about. It was about a year ago that I set out to change the narrative and the stereotypes of what fatherhood is all about. I grew tired of hearing men, especially the younger men of this generation, having such a negative outlook on fatherhood and family life. I wanted to showcase the impact that fatherhood has on life and allow men who have accomplished greatly in their careers to have a chance to share their journey to fatherhood. I am a proud father of four children and becoming a dad has completely changed my life and I have been blessed to speak with so many inspiring men uh, such as Deion Sanders, Kurt Warner and other NFL Hall of Famers. I even had the opportunity to be on the field in Atlanta for this year's Super Bowl Media Day interviewing the likes of Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, Bill Belichick and others all about fatherhood and if you are fascinated by the abilities and the mindsets of the United States Navy SEALs, then you have hit the jackpot with this podcast because every Friday on the show, I interview a different frogman, and I've had everybody from the man who killed Osama bin Laden, Rob O'Neill, to the lone survivor himself, Marcus Luttrell. I've had the SEAL canine trainer, Mike Ritland, and at least two dozen other Navy SEALs. I mean, I've had entrepreneurs like Ed Milet, actors like Dean Kane, authors Brad Meltzer. The list goes on and on. It has been so cool, even up to and including last month, I had a Super Bowl champion, a SEAL Team 6 operator, best-seller author, an A-list actor, top-shelf entrepreneur, a Broadway star. I mean, even two guys who won The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and went on to fatherhood, all right? So there's a little something in there for everybody. And it has been so awesome to listen to men who have done so many amazing things in their life testify that despite all their accomplishments, it has been the experience of fatherhood that has brought them the greatest sense of accomplishment and fulfillment in their lives. All right, and I think another important dynamic of this podcast is that even though these men have accomplished so much in their lives, just like me and you, when it comes to fatherhood, they face the same challenges, the same struggles, the same difficulties. And I think it's important for us to kind of hear that we're not alone in some of these things that we're going through. So uh, I think it's fascinating to hear what some of these guys have to say about fatherhood, and I hope you do as well. Fathers have evolved so much over the years, and our children need us. The statistics are telling us that children benefit greatly from having a father figure in their lives. And I can tell you this much, men benefit greatly from having children in their lives as well. And so I welcome all the dads tuning in. The main tagline of this show is that we are not babysitters, we are not assistant moms, we are fathers. And we're not just fathers, we are first-class fathers. Okay, so let's get today's celebration of fatherhood underway. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to jump right into the action now with legendary skateboarder Tony Hawk. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. 
All right, joining me now is a first-class father. He is a legend in the world of skateboarding. In the 1999 X Games, he became the first skateboarder to ever land a 900, which is considered the holy grail of vertical skateboarding. He is in the Skateboarding Hall of Fame. His Pro Skater video game series is one of the best-selling video game franchises of all time. He is known around the world for his insane ability on a skateboard. It is truly an honor for me to say, Tony Hawk, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, here we go. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Uh, I have four of my own and two stepchildren. Uh, they are 26. One is 20 today, actually. Um, 19, 17, 16, and then those are all boys, and my daughter is 10 years old. Wow, very cool. My daughter is the youngest of my four children. What, uh, what type of sports or activities were they all into growing up? Uh, well, they all played traditional sports for the most part, and they, you know, they, they did soccer and they did baseball and stuff. But skateboarding was always around, and so they, they just sort of learned it by default. And now into their teenage years, that's basically their go-to activity besides surfing and snowboarding. Um, and it, not because of me, really, because of their friends. A lot of, a lot of the people around here, we live in Southern California, a lot of their friends skate, and that's sort of the activity that brings them together. Awesome. Now, Tony, did you ever get involved with coaching when it came to any of those traditional sports that they played, or did you uh, enjoy it more from the sideline? Uh, a little bit in basketball, yeah. Um, okay. And that was probably the sport I was best at growing up, too, besides skateboarding, so I felt somewhat comfortable. Um, you know, with the other sports, I didn't feel like I I had the chops to put them through any sort of routines because I didn't, I didn't really know how to play myself that well. Yeah, I definitely hear you on that. I've done the same thing with most of the sports that my kids play, especially soccer, which is one of the games that I know nothing about. And I enjoy coaching it, uh, you know, from that four to seven age range. But then I let the people who really know what they're doing take over from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 you can help them to a point, but if, you're, if you really don't know the moves, then it feels kind of silly. Very true. All right, Tony, for maybe the one or two people in the world who don't know, please take a minute here to just hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, well, I'm a professional skateboarder. I started when I was about 10 years old and turned pro when I was 14. Um, that may sound amazing, but skating was a very small community, so it didn't take a whole lot to, <laughs> to rise above uh, or to be considered a pro. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. I had a lot of ups and downs through my career, um, but probably hit my biggest stride in the late 90s with the Tony Hawk series of video games and um, X Games and commercials and things like that, and still doing it at age 50. Yeah, what an incredible ride it has been for you, Tony. And skateboarding wasn't so popular when you first started out, so who were the guys that you kind of looked up to and admired at the onset of your career turning pro? Uh, who sort of influenced you at the beginning? Uh, there were a few people I thought that were pushing the limits of skating at the time. Um, not that they made a huge career out of it because it was sort of the right place, wrong time for them. But I would say Eddie Alguera was a huge influence on me because he was the most progressive skater at the time. Um, and then the one who inspired me to really try to learn how to fly out of these swimming pools was Steve Caballero because he was the closest to my size when I saw him um, in magazines at the time. And I, I recognized something in him that I felt like, okay, I have his type of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm his size and he's flying. I want to learn how to do what he's doing. 
Good stuff. When did fatherhood first come into this picture for you, Tony? How old were you, and how did becoming a dad sort of change your perspective on life? Uh, I was relatively young. I was 24 when my first son was born, and uh, it, it changed my perspective in terms of uh, in terms of really hustling to make a living because at that moment in my life, skating had took a downturn, and it was really hard. It was challenging to make a living. There were, there were very few options, and I felt like I had to hustle extra hard because now I had to provide for family, um, and it changed my schedule significantly. I think that was probably <laughs> – that was the moment in my life when I realized I couldn't just sleep till whenever I needed to or wanted to, and um, – I'd say ever since then, 26 years going, um, I've been getting up early ever since and, and really making the most of my time with my kids, especially in the morning before they go to school, um, and, and prioritizing my, um, my obligations to, to uh, basically make sure that being a father comes first and that I can do my job second um, or combine the two. Like a lot of times I'll go on a trip and take my family with me because it's sort of a paid vacation where, say, I'm going to an event in Sydney, Australia. I know that um, I can swoop them in on the travel, and as long as I meet my obligations there, we get to have family time for the rest of the, the, rest of the trip. Yeah, that's awesome, Tony. And I know that you've been through several divorces, which is challenging enough for all families to go through. And given your fame and your popularity, that really takes it to another level. How has the relationship been with all of your kids and now also bringing new kids into the mix with your new relationship as well? Um, how has all that been for you to handle as a father? Um, well, it's always a challenge, obviously, but I, I think that I, I've learned a lot over the years, especially in the last 10 years and come to realize my priorities and also just my um, being comfortable with, with myself and my level of intimacy and, and, and really being with the right person. And so uh, I've come a long way. I mean, I went through a lot of chaos just because I, you know, I can blame all kinds of distractions and stuff, but ultimately it was, it was me that was to blame. And, and um, through this, this success and fame, things get weird, yet you encounter challenges you never imagined that would ever come to light or that would ever, that would ever be imposed on you. And um, so I would say that I've, I've really come to terms with being a more effective father, being more present, um, and being a better, being a better partner, um, being a better husband. And so, uh, you know, there's, it, it is weird to live in public like that, but at the same time, like, I accept it. I accept my, my own, my own uh, faults and I accept um, – that what I was doing probably wasn't the best approach to being a, a, you know, a husband or a father as well. Yeah, very well said. And All right, it is time to get an important word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with more from legendary skateboarder Tony Hawk. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Kids are not born with a politeness gene. You can parent by example, which is a good way for kids to learn about sharing, proper behavior, table manners, and so on. But there's an app that reinforces every good thing you're teaching your child. The SirDap Game Show app challenges players ages 5 to 8 to choose good behavior in fun scenarios with quirky cartoon characters that keep good humor in the mix. Check out SirDap.com. That's S-I-R-D-A-P-P.com to learn more. 
Tony, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because I went from having three boys to having a girl. And if we didn't get her on the fourth try, we'd have five by now and I'd be catching up to you. But what has that experience been like for you to go from having all these boys and then now to bring a girl into the mix? What is the, what have been some of the differences of that for you as a father? Um, well, the boys are always very active and it was just sort of keeping them going and keeping them entertained with providing things to do or, or things for their, them and their friends to do. When I had my daughter, it changed dramatically because she just wanted alone time. She wanted a very quiet time. And um, that was not what I was used to. I was used to the constant going and, and the sort of chaos of boys. And so um, it, it, it was fun, but also it, it gets very isolating because then it's like, well, I need to be available to my other kids as well. So it was a little bit of a um, learning curve. Um, and I, I had to sort of break her out of that mode after a while and introduce her to more of, of social aspects and, and really get her to appreciate all the people around her. And, and that has, has happened in the last few years. Yeah, and I did see that video you posted on Instagram of her overcoming her fear on the skateboard there. I thought that was such a cool moment that you captured. Walk me through that, Tony. What were the events leading up to that experience? Yeah, it's something that we were doing after school. I have a, I have a office with a little skate facility here in San Diego, and so um, she was asking about learning how to skate, so we would go there. That was sort of our, our quality time together. And then um, we went one day, and someone was skating the ramp that we usually skate, and she was a little intimidated and, and kind of uh, didn't want to go out there with, with other people around, so we went behind it, and there's a little setup behind it that we don't usually skate, and um, I said, you know, you could probably go in on this now, considering what we've been doing on this other ramp. And, and uh, she kind of didn't believe me. And I went down holding her hands a couple times. And then what you saw in the video is the first time she did it without ever holding on to me. Um, and it was a total, it was very spontaneous. I think that's probably the best way that it could have happened because we went there with great expectations. Um, she might have been too scared. Yeah, that was a great moment to see, and I'm glad that you shared it. One thing that I usually love to ask dads about is how they discipline their children. Uh, what type of disciplinarian are you as a father, and has your discipline style changed over the years? Um, it's definitely changed. I think I've, I've gotten more effective in terms of um, not ignoring <laughs> problems or, or not just, just trying to – like I used to just try to distract them from, from certain things, like if they were – doing something that I didn't want them to do, I would try to distract them with something else instead of really getting into the problem and, and, and trying to show them that this is not a, an appropriate behavior. Um, and so I'm gotten, I've gotten a lot better at that and, and, and sort of pushing through the uncomfortableness of, of giving them that perspective. And I think it's just, it's really, at some point, it's, it's explaining to them why this is not the way to do things, but also staying very... Um, staying very true to not accepting it. And, you know, that's, that's something that's really hard. I mean, that's one of the hardest things in parenting is, is when you've you got to stand your ground, like, no, this is not okay, and this is not what's going on, and you need to stop it. Yeah, very true, Tony. And I'm going through that now at the moment with one of my kids. I definitely need to, to learn to hold my ground and be a little bit more effective with that. And one of the things that many of us dads are struggling with is the video games. You have had a number of top-selling video games throughout the years, up to and including your mobile game. Do your kids play your video games, and how do you kind of handle the video game and technology time with your kids? Um, yeah, they, uh, well, it's 
the kids definitely played our games growing up. Uh, my daughter is, she has gotten into video games, but she's more about Mario type of games like Mario Kart, Super Mario Brothers. Um, and so that's been fun for us to share together, to, to learn. Like we, we go through each of those games and try to figure out all the secrets and try to finish all the levels. Um, and so we do that quite a bit together. Uh, it really, it's just more, it's more if, if, if they're, with people, if they're in a social situation, I, I, I limit their screen time just because I want them to be present and not sort of looking down, distracted, even though they're in the same room. Um, and that's something i got to work on with all of them. And, uh, and, you know, it's just more like, look, we're here, we're all, we're all having them together, put the phones down. Yeah, as I said, it is a challenge for many parents, especially as the technology advances, becomes more and more addictive. Um, all right, what do the holidays look like for you, Tony? Do you visit the kids separately? Do you have a certain spot that you go to? Uh, what are the holidays looking like for you? Uh, we're usually here for um, through the like through holidays, through Christmas, and then you, we try to take a trip together through New Year's. And um, let's see, the last time we went, we went to uh, I think we went to Fiji. For New Year's, um, sometimes we go to Mammoth Mountain, which is here in California. We we have a place there, so if we're if we're trying to get some snow, uh, we'll go there. And um, we always just try to get make sure we get a trip together because all of our kids are on different spring breaks through the year. So the only time we really have them is during the ho- all the all together is during the holidays, uh, during the winter holidays or in the summertime. But in the summertime, they're all scattered with other plans. Okay, very cool. And are you ready for that grandfather title yet? Any prospects in the making? I, I could see that, that that couldn't be too far off, considering my son is 26 and he's a pretty serious relationship already. <laughs> I think that role will fit you well when the time comes. Um, all right, you've had such an incredible journey here, so many accomplishments. What's next for Tony Hawk? What kind of goals or plans do you have for the future? Uh, I, honestly, I, I, I really love what I do. I do a lot of, um, still do a lot of skating. I do a lot of speaking engagements. And I think what's next is for me to sort of harness in my schedule a little more so that I, I can be available because we have, we have two kids in college. We have one on the way this next semester and then one going next year. So we are about to sort of, you know, almost all the kids are going to be gone, and I would really like to be around for those last few years. Good stuff. Okay, last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Tony, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Um, it's, it's going to be crazy and overwhelming, but it's going to be the best thing you've ever done. Well said. I love the advice. This has been an honor for me. You are a first-class father all the way. And Tony Hawk, I got to say thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Sure thing, man. Thanks for having me. All right. I'm back with a couple of closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Tony Hawk for giving me a few minutes of his time here. How awesome was that? Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in. The week has just begun here. Tomorrow, I will have two-time Britain's strongest man, Scott Reed. Wednesday, I'm going to be joined by a Iraqi hero who just recently became a U.S. citizen. He is known by his codename, Johnny Walker. 
Thursday, I am going to have an entrepreneur who built a real estate empire, Grant Cardone. And then Friday, we're going to finish it off with another Frogman Friday. Former Navy SEAL David Rutherford will be here with me on the podcast. All right, Dad, so lock it in. Tell all the dads that you know in your neighborhood or in your contact list about the show here. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.